Hola a todos. This is Pablo Mlicota, and I'm very excited to be part of Humans of Telecom. Hey everyone, a very warm welcome to Humans of Telecom, the Unplugged podcast. This is your host Anurag Agarwal, Chief Growth Officer at Globe Teleservices. As you all know, this podcast takes you behind the scenes of the fast-paced world of telecom and showcases the diversity and the human side of some of the most well-known individuals within this industry. Well, speaking about diversity, when I tried researching about our guest today, it actually left me quite pleasantly surprised. To start with, he has so many accomplishments within the telecom space and has worked with some of the most leading brands including Nokia, CenturyLink, Cineverse, and now the extremely well-known brand Eant, formerly known as Etisalat Group. But beyond all these brands, this gentleman is also an avid biker, martial artist, and the chair of international business at San Andres University in Argentina and the chair of international business and negotiation skills at the Vrai University's Miami campus. Gosh, I am so spellbound that I'll shut up at this point and let him take over. So, please join me in welcoming Pablo Mlekota, Senior Vice President International Mobility at EAND. Pablo, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for agreeing to be a part of this journey. We'd love to hear more about you, which part of the world you belong to, and from where are you joining this podcast today? Hi Anurag, thank you so much for for having me as part of this great uh, initiative. So, I'm uh, looking forward to spending the next uh, 30 uh, 45 minutes with you on this. And um, I think <laughs> you can tell from the intro that I've been all over the place. I'm actually joining from Dubai. Um, a very, uh, very, very unique and interesting place. Uh, I was born and raised in Argentina. So that's where that's my hometown is. And from Croatian and Italian background. So both uh, parents are first generation of uh, Argentinians, but my roots are definitely in both countries, uh, Croatia and uh, Italy. And uh, I spent the last 26 years um, of my life, personal and career life in the U.S., in different places uh, from you know Dayton, Ohio, New Jersey, and the last uh, part of it in uh, Miami, which is a very unique place as well. But I also lived in, in Beijing, supporting uh, the international um business for cinemas down there and Europe. So uh, Dubai is actually my third uh, international um, deployment and uh, very excited about it. Gosh, Pablo, seriously, I mean, you're literally what they would say a poster boy of being a global citizen. (laughs) You've been all over the place. And while ethnically you might have more of a mix of Europe, Italy and Croatia in you, at the same time, you come with a very strong Spanish flavor as well. So, we'd love to hear more about this Argentinian boy. How was the journey like growing up? How have all these various places and diverse experiences impacted you personally and professionally? And how did you wind up in telecoms? And how did you reach all the way to where you are today in EAND? Um, it's a great question. The, um, the background in, in Argentina I was born in a very uh, small town uh, outside of... Um, I will say 600 kilometers from Buenos Aires, which is the main capital city, very small town. And then uh, my father, uh, he's uh, 87 years old. Both parents are alive and doing well. He moved around the country. We got 11 different moves 
um, in Argentina because he he worked for a, a multinational company dedicated to uh, you know milling flour and and, and doing um, wheat uh, processing and you know pretty much in the uh, agribusiness. So we have to move around a lot. So I think that's probably the uh, <laughs> the setup for my uh, my search for new grounds and 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 really enjoy meeting people from all over the place it was a very very young age that i started doing that getting used to new school systems new people new friends and making those new friends every year as we were moving so uh, i i guess that gives you the um the uh the background to 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 really go international without any any hesitation right so from there i i Ended up in, in the main city, studied engineering. I uh, graduated in electronic engineering. And right away after I got my, uh, actually two years before graduating, uh, I started working for um, um, Alcatel, which is the, uh, the French um, communication company. We're deploying, um, you know, systems, uh, fiber optic systems in, in the country. And then I got a call from AT&T to um, go into what we call the, um, the young young professional um, leadership program. So they pulled me in, uh, sent me to the U.S. I was in Dayton, Ohio for six, seven months, returned to Argentina. I got married with my sweetheart from college and then uh, decided to move back to the U.S. Uh, to continue the career with AT&T there. So that was my my first jump outside of, uh, of Argentina. And obviously from there on, it was all... Um, an amazing international, uh, you know, path as as transverse different companies and different backgrounds, you know, from a true American company like AT and T to companies like Nokia, Finnish uh, stronghold with a very uh, amazing cultural uh, background there as well. So, great experience from there. Wonderful. So you know, with all this diverse experience. I'm sure that there must be so many fun stories and so many fun moments and so many impactful moments. But if there is one memorable or impactful moment in this journey, which I'd like you to talk about, what would that moment be? Um, I, there's different, it's, it's difficult to put it like a, a true moment because every time you move uh, and then experience, you know, new, a new place, uh, you do it with your family and you do it sometimes alone, sometimes you do it with the uh, the right you know people with you behind you. So I I think the um, we went through life. Uh, we got a, a special medical situation with my wife that forced us to come back to Argentina as well when we were eight years in the in the U.S. And uh, that was a that was a shocking moment because we have to really make a decision based on family first and not the work so you have to put everything aside and then decided to make a significant move back and then we went we decided to eventually uh you know uh, take over that that particular situation and, and and deal with it and we were successful as a family doing that then we decided to come back to the u.s and then um continue the journey with my kids going to college and then graduating and then building their own um families right so it's um i think in general, it's a journey. You go through a lot of different things in that journey, but uh, I will say that was my most critical decision point in, in my life, where we have to put family first and then make a decision that will, in, you know, include everyone there and affect everyone as well. 
but we were very strong as a family and we pulled this through. Wonderful. And I think uh, that's the best part when the family is aligned and can all look at ways in which they can act as a source of strength to each other. Then I think these decisions become that much easier to take. And I can so see that happening in your case. Amazing. Absolutely. All right. So now we move to the human side of Pablo and learn a lot more about him. So first and foremost, Pablo, I already mentioned in my introduction some of the things that maybe that is something you talk about or something else. But while we've heard of Pablo, the telecom guy, but if there is something shocking or unknown uh, for all of us in the industry to know about you, what would that something be? On a personal note? Yep. I will say um, I'm, I'm, it's hard to, to talk about yourself <laughs> when you're going into the process, but one thing that I really liked through my life was um, sport. I was very into every sport that he executed. I, I really went all the way. Um, um, I played goalkeeper for a, for a league uh, in Argentina as well. I was fourth division getting to be ready to be pro. And then I, you know, talking to people and everyone else decided to pursue the engineering route. But it was, I, it was always deep in my heart to, to play professionally that sport. As you know, every Argentinian is crazy about playing uh, football. But that was one. But then I pivoted into martial arts big time. I, I built my own practice. I got 55 students, you know, six black belts. And in, through that career, I got the chance to really work with people and, you know, families and, and getting really to know the human side of uh, sports. I also was part of the national team, got selected uh through a very tough process it was a uh, you know 12 months of of tough training i had to put off my university and college studies to execute this but i made it to the top 12 people that actually represented the country in uh in montreal 1990 and uh i got you know gold and bronze medals in that tournament so i, I really went all the way to when, when you take a sport and you take it to the limit and then you you go with you know, the, the best of the best in that space is just something that stays in my mind forever. I will always remember and cherish those moments uh, when we won that. I mean, the team Argentina ended up third in that World Cup. It was Taekwondo, by the way. And then we made it in 1992. Was, um, I was um, chosen to represent the country for the Olympic Games in Barcelona, but uh, three months before flying there, I broke my knee, my right knee on, uh, I had an ACL. So I couldn't uh, deliver on that last frame, which is, you know, being an Olympian and playing there. But you go back in time, when you look at your moments, that for me was a, a period of, of my life that was a, an amazing ride. And and really delivering on, on your dream, because that was uh, definitely something I was uh, looking forward to. Interesting. So I guess for all the listeners, whenever you come across Pablo, I think definitely <laughs> something which can help you break ice with him is that you take him to a sports bar. And I'm sure <laughs> almost any and every sport. Yeah. Any sport. I think, I think that's a perfect way to do business now with uh, Salat, at least on the international mobility side. <laughs> you just need to put your best sports foot forward. <laughs> anything. Anything. <laughs> Wonderful. And while you've spoken about sports already, Pablo, is there anything else that is your passion, anything else you do to recharge yourself? Um, yeah, I definitely do motorcycling a lot with my wife. We, we tend to go 
in anywhere, for example, if I travel for business, I normally stay o- over the weekend and then we pick a place and then we rent the motorcycle and then we go off, we take off. And we, she's an amazing rider with me. She comes with me on, on, on the motorcycle, but she, she's the best partner you can get. Always willing and ready to go, no matter the weather, no matter if it's <laughs> raining or windy or snowing. I mean, she will come with me on that. And we enjoy a lot doing that type of, you know, journey. And is is something that, that help us, uh, you know, meet people, locals, and enjoy the weather and then enjoy, you know, landscapes and everything. But for me, that's um, spending time with her in that motorcycle. Uh, we have been doing that for the last 20 years. We love it. Wonderful. So, you know, like they say that a family that prays together stays together. I think in your case, I can say something like that a couple that rides together shines together. So (laughs) I think both of you, I really hope you keep shining and you both keep enjoying all these amazing bike rides. Yeah. All right. So from that on, we move on to our next section where we play a couple of games and we look forward to some fun responses from you. So the first one is that I'm going to be putting up five words to you and would love to know the first thought that comes to your mind. And we look forward to some very human, spontaneous responses. So are you ready for this? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So the first one is the industry we are in, telecom. Telecom is... Um, great point. Telecom is a space that actually was very, very innovative. Is Moved, migrated into a utility, a given that you will always enjoy that service like electricity or water to become a, a horsepower now for innovation moving forward. You used to chase the device to make a phone call, now the device chase you. <laughs> so telecom is, a, is an amazing place. Absolutely. There's just so much happening here. All right. The next one is motivation. Help people. Make sure that we add value in everything we do professionally and personally. Be something, a change agent for innovation in all fronts. Be a good person, good father, good husband, good boss. Amazing. I think that's so well put. All right. The third one, family. Everything. (laughs) Everything. I agree. I think that one word says it all. Okay. And uh, the other side of the same coin, career. Career is um, is the responsibility. Is uh, a place where dreams can happen. You're an enabler of 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 uh, new business, new business models, connectivity. You bring people together. You bring business closer to customers. You bring communities closer to each other. It's a, it's a beautiful endeavor. The care is the place where uh, things happen. Absolutely. And uh, the final word where we are today, podcast. Podcast is the young brother of the radio. Is <laughs> the place where without putting faces on it, you can really exchange great ideas, interact, and actually do it on your pace. I think uh, I'm a I'm a lover of a radio. I just, by the way, about five years ago we we have a radio program with friends in Argentina, 
and we move it to podcast and then eventually uh, you know we because of you know timing and my trip uh, agenda we couldn't continue but is is it was a great place to come together as as, as a group and uh, and talk and share those those thoughts those ideas with uh, a broader public amazing and you know just uh, before our episode uh, we've also had uh, Dario Betty the ceo of mobile ecosystem forum and you know he's also been very active in the radio space as well and this is exactly what we were talking that the podcast is especially the audio format is an evolved format of a radio broadcast basically and the best part is it's on demand so exactly. you know you can actually access it when you want where you want and in the right shape and form you know whether you want to listen to it exactly. in your car or on a mobile while you're jogging cooking could be in a flight so totally get you on that all right and uh, with that we move on to our second game so pablo i look forward to three interesting statements from you two of them have to be truths one of them has to be a lie and i'm really hoping that they are all such interesting statements that it becomes really difficult to make out which is a truth and which is a lie but i'll try and guess which one of these is a lie so would you have three such statements for us today yes i do All right. Okay, here we go. Number 1. I'm a licensed pilot. I fly airplanes. All right. Number 2. I'm an opera singer. Okay? All right. <laughs> Number 3. I saved somebody's life uh from drowning. All right. Now, here you go. This is again very difficult because each of them seems so interesting. So, Firstly for the third one I'm hoping that's a truth so and I'm guessing with all your sports and athletic capabilities you would be a good swimmer anyways so I'll say <laughs> that you saved somebody from drowning I'll believe that's a truth I would also believe that your daredevil capabilities might be leading to you being a pilot as well so I'm going to say that possibly you're not an opera singer though I'd love to hope that's a truth as well you think I have a gr- great voice <laughs> <laughs> well now I was trying to be tactful out there. No, I know, but, I know. Uh, <laughs> I I can but, see. But uh, you know I think opera singer is not just about having a great voice. So for all you know that you know you could be an opera singer and I'm not saying you don't have a great voice. But uh, given the format of the question, I'll have to choose one of the three. So the least probable one amongst all <laughs> three of them would be the opera singing. So am I right out here? You are right. Absolutely right. <laughs> and I I cannot sing nothing so you're you're right absolutely but uh, you know the fact is that you have at least run a radio show so let's put it this way that you have been associated to the arts industry in that oh, form yeah. but uh, let's hear more about this so you fly planes as well gosh is there something you don't do <laughs> yeah i did my training back in uh, 2013 flew uh, it's a single engine we call bfr visual flying rules right it's not that i can fly to any um uh in any in any weather any condition is very determined visual conditions to fly and there's a certain capability of your airplane a certain horsepower you can fly one single engine but i normally f- fly Cessnas 152s and it was uh it was something that i really want to do because i love flying because of my job and everything but and ideally it was my my thought was to you know get the family in an airplane and just go over the US and 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 go over the country and then and, and visit different places have the freedom to do so 
but I obviously because of the workload and and the commitments, it was hard to keep that license going. So probably the last time I flew was back in 2015, 16. But yeah, that was a it is a passion of mine. Hopefully, when I retire, I will go back. Interesting. All right, and uh, one final question in this section. So outside of so many things that you're doing. I don't know whether you get time to read books or watch movies. And if you do, do you have any which is a favorite that you can share with us? Um, definitely, because you, you fly a lot, you get to see movies. My favorite genre is uh, more on science fiction, but I do love movies like Shawshank Redemption. I think it's a, it's a great, great movie. It's one of my top uh, movies there. But I can also flip into... You know, uh, anything that is Christopher Nolan as a director, like Inception, those type of, you know, mind-boggling uh, movies that will make you think from day one. Memento, um, as I said before, Inception, right? Those are the type of movies that I love. Not into more, you know, Hollywood type of, uh, you know, blockbusters. I just don't like those. Books. I really enjoy um, reading more on leadership, uh, like military uh, type of uh, Sun Tzu or, or you know any uh, any military type of uh, of uh, uh, of books. It's is more into you know addressing the uh, the uh, the whole si uh, situation on military um, uh, deployments and how how you can correlate that to eventually challenges in your real life, right? You learn from those mistakes. It's, I'm, I'm a history buff in general. So I, I like to go through that process, uh, everything in first, second world war, um, and any war in, in general. I read that through, you know, very, very seriously. So I don't have a specific author, but I pick books from recommendations from friends and in, the, in, the, in that specific area. Interesting. So I think there's a lot to watch and read out there. And, uh, Another question, Pablo, I noticed so much around education that you've been very active. Yep. So how has that come about? What is that part of your story like? Um, it, it is more, if you go back to when we started, I think well, we're here in this life to share what we learn. And I think that's the best legacy you can, or gift you can give for, you know, to your kids, to your friends. And eventually, as you go out, um, everything that I learned in this personal and professional life is is worth sharing with um, with people that are coming up in this professional ladder and then climbing and making decisions that could be critical moving forward. So when I took over the um, international negotiation and, and and international business in San Andres back in Argentina, it was it's, it's an MBA course. It's one of the core subjects, but my approach to teaching was different. It was more practical and you know, making sure that they understand both the, the personal and the business side of the decision they will make as leaders. Uh, even though the, this, the core of the course was around launching an international company, which in Argentina is a challenge, even though the, you know, the internal situation in the country. But um, as part of that learning, I brought people from the outside who were BCs and, and you know, actually lending money to this type of businesses and exposed them early on and uh, when they were, you know, 22 years old, whatever, into the process of securing funding and then making decisions on on behalf of that. And then the, their personal experience by launching a company or or doing that. Everything in the con in, in the context of of uh, the subject of, of what I was teaching 
but I brought a different approach to learning not just the tactical part, but also the the collateral damage you can cause or not. You can actually improve on people that will will follow you in the, in that journey, right? It could be family, it could be employees, it could be you know everyone. So I was very successful. I, li- I like uh, the, the way that the whole subject developed. I taught for six years down there, and then I taught in the U.S. Uh, different setups, but uh, I think. That's what is teaching for me. And I'm planning to retire teaching as well. I think I will probably continue. It keeps you really awake. The kids are amazing. They challenge you every single day. Plus, with computers open, everything you say, they Google it. <laughs> so you have to be extremely accurate when you give use cases and you talk about the specific situations. Um, everything is, is, they check it. And you have to be on your toes. You got to learn. You got to be on top of everything. So that will keep your uh, yourself uh, really moving forward. Interesting, Pablo. So yet another side of you unveiled. Wonderful. All right. And uh, with that, Pablo, we now come to our final section, our sign-off section. So two quick questions here. So firstly, as you said that, you know, you keep traveling all around the world. So if anybody wants to meet Pablo and discuss about which is the near sports bar where he or she can take you, <laughs> Which are some of the upcoming events where you'll be attending and where can one meet Pablo? Uh, definitely, if you come to Dubai, um, I'm spending probably 50% of my time here. Then the other 50 is traveling. I got three places where you can find me most of the time. will be in the US, in, in Miami, in Buenos Aires, or Dubai. So everyone that is open to have a good discussion with, you know, with uh, a game in the background, I don't care what game is that. Could be any any sport, but I'll be more than happy to to join you. Wonderful. And uh, final question, uh, signature question: What does being human mean to you? What sort of a human being would you want the world to remember you as? Oh wow, great question. Um, I will I will probably put it in four pillars. One is. Um, Honest, uh, truthful. The second one is interesting person that you can exchange thoughts and very open to new ideas and take them to grow personally. Um, respectful of relationships and, and really respect everyone, no matter where they come, what they do, because they have a lot to contribute to, to your life. And then leave a legacy behind with everyone that I touched or touched me uh, in, in the sense of, uh, you know, sharing experience and uh, making sure you make people around you better. It's all about that. If you do that, everyone do their own share of this. Uh, the world will be a better place for sure. Amazing. I think, Pablo, such amazing thoughts. And I can see that you're so successfully and with so much determination following your path on to achieving these four pillars. So amazing. Hats off to you. And thank you so much, Pablo. You took out time and you gave our listeners a chance to understand so much more about you. So thanks a lot. And I do hope that I also get a chance to maybe catch up with you in some sports bar in the coming few months. Absolutely. And have a better chat about all the wonderful things you're doing. And it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. And uh, excellent show, by the way. I listened to the other podcast. Congratulations and uh, keep it up. This is a great initiative. Thank you. Thank you so much, Pablo. And thank you once again for being a part of this journey. And to all our wonderful listeners here, thanks a lot for tuning into the show. 
We hope this episode gave you a good glimpse of the human side of Pablo Milicota, someone who is a truly multinational person with a multifaceted personality, a martial artist, a pilot, and oh god, an Olympic level sports player. Someone who is a biker who with his better half is following his passion all around the world and beyond the corporate world becoming an educator and leaving such a wonderful legacy behind for all of us to follow. That for us is Pablo Milicota. So, if you enjoyed today's episode, do stay tuned in because we shall soon be releasing yet another episode and another compelling story from the telecom space. And do follow the podcast on your preferred streaming channel. On behalf of Humans of Telecom, this is your host Anurag Agarwal signing off for now. Take care.